Are you longing for real life change and lasting impact? Here at More To Be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Angela Sackett. And I'm Lisa Pulliam. And together, we want to help you think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. So we're back for part three, three parts for this Be Better Together, talking about friendships and relationships, and um, we're going to just dive right in. Yeah, we've got more scriptures to unpack. I guess in an overview, we talked about David and Nathan Mm -hmm. and the importance of that friendship and how they obeyed God. Both Mm -hmm. of them obeyed God in a different way, and they were seeking God's glory. Mm-hmm. And then in part two, we talked about uh, from James chapter four, a little bit from chapter five of, of what kind of undermines friendship, conflict and quarrels and jealousy and envy. And then also the importance of that face to face friendship. Like, what does that look like? And how do we also we talked a lot about how to have long distance friendships built on scripture mm-hmm. and accountability. So today we're diving into Ecclesiastes and Colossians, and we're looking kind of more at the practical application, like what are we to be doing in our friendships? I kind of think of it as, you know, there's a type of relationship, friendship that's face-to-face. There's toe-to-toe when we've got conflict. We kind of went into that. And now we're going to talk about what's it mean to stand side-by-side in relationship for the kingdom, for God's purposes. Good. Okay. So I'm going to pick up with reading from Ecclesiastes Four, starting at verse four, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So Solomon says, Then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. Mm. But this too is meaningless, like chasing the winds. Totally ties in with what we read last time in James. <laughs> Fools fold their idle hands, leading them to ruin. And yet, better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. Oh, this is like kidding me. (laughs) I know I'm supposed to be reading, but this is hitting me. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is all so meaningless and depressing Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. These are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Mm-hmm. All right, now I'm going to flip over and read Colossians 3, and then we'll start unpacking it. So Colossians 3, picking up at verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Mm -hmm. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. 
Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to giving thanks through him to God the Father. Yeah. Good stuff. That last passage that you shared, um, I remember being in the early days of the Passion Movement. My husband and I um, attended a college ministry conference um, at Andy Stanley's church near Atlanta. And um, there were some pretty, at that time, you know, well-known, well-respected worship leaders that were there that um, kind of challenged. We had these little intimate sessions where we were able to go in rooms and have this time of praise and worship. And I will never forget... Um, Matt Redman and Charlie Hall, I believe it was. We were in this small setting. There were maybe 50 of us in a room mm-hmm. and they read that passage and they mm-hmm. said, no, what we're going to do is we are going to do that together. We are going to speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And so we started this song and they had all the men in the room stand and sing to over the women, to the women. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I've ever had such an experience of just like overwhelm, being blown away to hear the voice of, of God's men calling out over us, speaking his words, singing his words over us. And then they did the same with the women sing now sing. And, and this idea of challenging one another, calling one another to worship him, to obey mm-hmm. him, to follow him and his will and his purposes. Um, I just get chills thinking about it even now. And that God is, you know, he's calling us to take relationships forward. Yeah. 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 Well, and what I love about that passage is that it's talking to us as believers. Mm -hmm. So these are the responsibilities for those of us who have received the forgiveness of God, who Mm -hmm. have said that Jesus Christ is our Lord, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Therefore go forth and forgive, go forth and make allowance for each other. Go forth and clothe yourselves with love that binds us all together. That 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 dynamic in the relationship does not exist apart from Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But um, then it talks about the the testimony of it. So verse seventeen: Whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Yes. So it's this living out in the godly biblical friendships that we have that becomes mm-hmm. a testimony. And the way we're to approach friendships with those who don't yet know the Lord. Yes. Yeah. And, and can instruct us in that, can empower us in that, mm-hmm. equip us in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, When I was in high school, I made a move from, um, I was living with my mother in Indiana and mid high school moved from Indiana to Florida to live with my dad and my stepmom. And I shared a little bit of that story in an early, uh, earlier episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I met these two girls in that season, Danny and Haley. And, um, oh, I get choked up even thinking about it now because God's taken us in such different directions and we've walked through loss and, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, we, we picked that Ecclesiastes verse for our life verse. Cord of three strands is not easily broken. And we, you know, we said, of course, he's at the center of our friendship, but, um, I think about having that vision and that purpose in our relationships as, as women, especially, do we go into our friendships and we, we kind of touched on this in parts one and two, trying to fill our own wants and our own desires. And we want to feel good and have fun. Or are we ready to say, I'm going to, I'm going to grab your hand. We're going to stand side by side and we're going to work in God's kingdom together, stronger together, better together. Love it. Love it. And that, 
that passage in, in Ecclesiastes, we cannot gloss over it because mm-hmm. it calls us to walk together in the suffering and in the glory. Yeah. Uh, so I had mentioned in part two about my friend Brooke. Well, you know, God didn't bring Brooke to the campus just for me at that point. I think he did it for a greater sense of unity. And we, I began to understand how community is about community. Mm. It's You can't have unity if you don't come together. You can't have that harmony if you're not coming together. And um, when Brooke was there, my dear friend, Marcy's husband, Stan, uh, was diagnosed with a horrible cancer diagnosis. I mean, it just wanted to take his life something fierce. And it was sudden. It was right when the school year was starting. And, you know, Marcy was kind of just trying to keep up with the surgeries and Stan was in the hospital, had the surgery. There were complications of the surgery. And Mm. there are two memories I have from that time. One of which was uh, Marcy calling saying Stan had to go to the ER and Stephen and I quickly got in the car. I don't even know how we left the kids at home. We must've called a kid from campus to come and stay with the kids. We went and, and, you know, we're sitting in the triage area and Stan had to go to the bathroom and was not strong enough to get there by himself. Mm. And Stephen had to take him. I mean, that, that is friendship. That's the body right there. That's the body of Christ. And, and it, it sounds yuck, but it is also very much like, that's what it means when we have to move in when, when, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. I mean, that's what Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. Two are better off than one because they can help each other succeed. And that success isn't just necessarily like business, professional, ministry, financial. It's like live, live. Um, And so the other part of that story with Marcy and Stan is that Marcy is very much um, a strong, independent woman, woman, and doesn't strong, independent women don't know how to ask for help. Mm. They're not delegators. They get the job done. That's part of their God-gifted wiring and nature. And she was strong. And so we would say, how can we help you? And she'd be like, I, I don't know. Like, we've got it. Brooke comes onto the scene and says, this is what's happening. An equally strong, independent woman. <laughs> she made an action plan and she rallied brand new. She's brand new to this community. She said, you're doing the laundry. You're going into the house. You're going into the basement. You're getting the laundry. You're doing it. That's Mm -hmm. it. Well, what if Marcy says no? Not an option. That's what you're doing. You, you're driving the kids to and from school and activities. Well, what if they're not okay? No, sorry. This is the way it goes. And this woman, Brooke, put an action plan in to place that in hindsight, Marcy would say, I don't know how I would have survived without it. Yeah. And so... It's just this interesting dynamic that friendship, what I took away from that was friendship. The bond that we crave comes through crisis, not through joy. Mm. You know, it's, it's interesting as you're saying that I'm thinking, um, as, as you're listening, jot this down if you've got a pencil on you or maybe make a mental note. Nehemiah 3 was a passage that we dug into a little bit preparing for today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a period of, of time in history when the Israelites are in crisis, Good. not individual crisis, but the, the people of God are in crisis. So they had 
let the kingdom fall to pieces. Basically, the wall had been falling down that was built to protect them. And Nehemiah comes in and he says, we're going to rebuild the wall. Mm -hmm. And it was an act of obedience to God, of honor to him a protection of his people. And there's this really cool chapter three goes into this description of how the the people in the different families, communities, villages, so to speak, come together. And it describes, names them out. Here on the wall was so-and-so, and and then next to them was so-and-so, and Ah. and they worked on this, and next to them was so-and-so. And And we were laughing about the names, you know? Yeah, 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 because they're (laughs) crazy names. (laughs) Yeah, but um, it's such a picture of exactly what you're describing of they they had their jobs, and they had to come side by side to get it. They couldn't, Nehemiah couldn't do it by himself. Mm -mm. Marcy couldn't do it by herself. They had to come together. And God has such a bigger picture for our friendships Oh, girls, sisters, if you're listening right now, he has such a bigger vision for our friendships, I think, than we even get. He's got us together for a reason. And um, if you don't mind, I just want to flash back to mention Danny and Haley, my two girlfriends in high school. Um, Go for it. Such a funny, quirky mashup because each one of us came from a different theological background, denomination. One was a pastor's kid. Um one came from a divorced home, like very different, you know, backgrounds. Um, one had been homeschooled and, you know, came into high school as a homeschool kid and all of a sudden adjusting to public school life and how different that looked for her. And when we came together, we had this idea. We wanted to start a prayer group in our school and um, we called it stand students taking a new direction. We had our fancy little name. That's awesome. It makes me laugh now to think about it. And we met in the hallways before school one morning a week, and we would stand in the middle of the hallway and pray for our friends. And um, that morphed into a Friday morning. Uh, one of the one of our three youth pastors, because we were all in different churches, said, "Hey, I'll open up our space. You guys want to do a pancake breakfast? I'll flip pancakes on Friday mornings and invite anybody you want to from the school, and then I'll give a little message." and holy cow, I think about that now, the courage that that took. We didn't think about it that way. You know, we just thought God told us to do this. We're going to do it. But that thing turned into sometimes 150 kids. The football became a tradition. The football team and the cheerleaders, because there was Friday night game, they would all come and they would sit and they would eat the pancakes that this youth pastor flipped and listen to him share the gospel. Um, this and and then the the teamwork of our different churches and our different youth pastors who mm-hmm. said it's not territorial we're doing this together because we're mm-hmm. building the kingdom um what power and what if we thought that way as mamas how can we connect with other mamas in our community as women in the workplace how can we pursue friendships on purpose mm. to build the kingdom to to be about his purposes right yeah yeah absolutely and you were saying that, and I'm looking at back at Colossians at verse four. Above all, clothe yourselves with love. I'm thinking mm-hmm. your friendship with those girls. It was already clothed in love, and then there had to be some sort of love for the people that were in your extended community in your school. Mm-hmm. Then there was the love and the you know and the sacrifice of that youth pastor. Yeah. So all of that love coming together binds us all together in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. Which is probably, if I could like guess, what made it attractive. Yeah. Was the harmony. You're right. A place of belonging. There's a part to be played and they want in on that. And so I really do think that if we nurture our godly friendships, the ones that are rooted in scripture with other believers, 
that there will be a place for those in our lives that don't know the Lord to want to come into that fold and be a part of that. Not because we say, hey, come hang out with us. We love Jesus. But hey, we love each other because Jesus loves us. Yeah. Come, we love you too. You know uh, what? I th- I want to ta- I want to dare us. I want to turn that into a challenge question, and go that for it. is, how can you be intentional with your friendships that you have right now, where you turn them maybe from toe to toe or face to face into a friendship that's side by side, inviting others to Jesus. Hmm. That is good. That is good. And I I'm going to add a challenge question on that. Uh, two parts girls you're getting it for both of us yeah two parts (laughs) here's a challenge question you said toe to toe and side by side and ecclesiastes says back to back and conquer yes yes so there's almost like three types three types of friendships that we can draw from Mm -hmm. so who are the back-to-back friends that you are intertwined with that, that triple braided cord, you, the friend and Jesus mm-hmm. to go forth and conquer to stand against the schemes of the devil and pursue the things of God together. Good. Good. So good. Okay. Pray for us. Cause I want to, I want to get to work on applying that. Good. <laughs> I will pray for us. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this time that you've given us together. I thank you for the way that the scriptures, so many passages we've been in, Uh, give us foundational principles to apply for cultivating the kinds of friendships that give you glory and accomplish your kingdom purposes. God, help us remember that we are a representative of Jesus Christ when we say that we are a follower of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, help us to love one another in humility and kindness and tenderheartedness. Help us to stand in unity and harmony with one another. May we stand uh, toe-to-toe, side-by-side, and back-to-back for your kingdom glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm, That is good stuff. That is good stuff. Thank you, Lisa, for the good stuff. And thank you, girls. Thank you, ladies, for listening to the More To Be podcast. We're praying that you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and His Word during our time with us today. Be sure to visit moretobe.com slash podcast for show notes and free downloadable resources. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.